1: My name is Goodval Maxson. I am one of the players on the From Afar podcast Quest for Atlantis story. And it's been a pretty exciting journey so far. I am usually a forever DM and specifically with this group of boys, I have primarily been the DM outside of a couple of one shots and stuff. I'd run a uh, like a year long campaign for them in preparation for us doing this podcast. We got used to being on mic and not having that kind of put you into a different mindset and getting used to the recording, the issues you run into, file storage, all that. And then when we were gonna kick it off, the lovely David Tilstra had a home-written campaign that he seemed a lot more heartfelt about than anything I would have run. So he took it away and I get this wonderful opportunity to play Sieghart Nozagar, the variant human paladin of conquest.
0: Oh, your C card, yes? Um,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. Uh, pleased to meet you. Your name?
0: I've heard much about you from your friends.
1: Oh, is that so? Hopefully, good things. I know Kippa can be a bit of a prankster.
0: Oh, he's mischievous, but that comes with living so long in the Feywild.
1: I guess so. I still haven't fully put my head around that. It sounds so fantastical to me.
0: It can get interesting spending time there. It's really confusing depending on where you
1: are. The most thing I know about nature is, I mean, I grew up edge of the Neverwinter wood, just on a farm. So for me, that's the biggest foray into nature. Other than that, I spent a lot of my time in Neverwinter and on a ship. So he starts describing a place with outside of time and trees that go miles high. Hard for me to wrap my head around.
0: It's hard for most people to wrap their head around. You were part of the Lord's Alliance, yes?
1: Yeah, yeah. Formally. I don't exactly think I'm in good standing with them anymore, and I think that's actually for the best as things have gone.
0: If you don't mind them asking, what exactly happened there?
1: Uh, where where do you want me to start? I mean, I guess I could go back. So I I had a pretty quiet life uh, on the farm, and after the quiet passing of my parents, I just went to Neverwinter proper, and I ended up working a bit in a temple, and that's where I discovered Torm and his teachings. But it's also around that time I met my, uh, well, I met my wife, Celeste, and I wanted to be able to give her more than the pittance I could make in the temple, and I enlisted in the Lord's Alliance as a a chaplain on one of their boats and well let's just say things didn't go so well and by the time i made it back to neverwinter years later everything had changed and i guess i found myself to be more of a wanted man than anything
0: it's not an easy place to be i thought they'd recognize your face there were some people very angry with you for yeah, a while
1: there were a couple posters what are you gonna do
0: there are some people who are good at faking their appearances and get them to look like you on other sides of the continent
1: eh i'm not one to try and muddy the waters and make anyone have to go through my trials and tribulations the lord's alliance wants me they can come find me
0: but don't worry they never cut them they're far too sneaky for that it'll leave them chasing their tails for a while
1: though hopefully but if they ever do come we'll face them down again you know me Arius, Kippa, and the sea monster, we faced down an entire armada of the Lord's Alliance ships, and I'm still standing here. Someone
0: told me something like that happened. I didn't believe them.
1: I don't blame you. It sounds like a tall tale even when I go back over the facts myself. But that sea monster's got some incredible gadgets and some incredible people running them. I'm
0: rather curious, what drew you to serving Thorn all well, the gods?
1: Well, I don't know. I guess I felt just drawn to it. You see, I was I was in the temple, and I was just going through, organizing the books we had, dusting off, and I found this old, pretty dilapidated one. And it didn't look like any of the ones that we typically had out for regular use or anything, and, well, I don't know why. I've never been the type to really dive in, read, and be curious, but I opened it up, and... It was talking about how true blessings come from sacrifice and hardship and strength is born through fire of a forge and that every beating we take is just hardening ourselves to be able to handle more and deserve more. And next thing I knew, I'd read the entire tome and I could quote it like the back of my hand and I felt a connection and it's hard because... It was that connection that got me through so many moments, so many times alone, and losing people, and now I don't even know if I fully feel that connection anymore, and, well, hell, that, I think that's what scares me most.
0: I always did have an interesting philosophy, rather narrow-minded, but it works for some people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean whatever works for you, right? Whatever, whatever gets you through the day makes you a better person, as long as it leaves you better on the other side, right? What about you? about me. What brought you to this bar? Why are you drinking?
0: I find bars are a good place to meet people. People who have seen things, who have been in places, and have some of the most interesting stories. Also, people who could use a friend to talk to help them figure out what they're doing.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess you'd be right. I don't know me. I came in here to get away from things for a minute. You know, it really makes a man reflect when someone a third his size is three times the man.
0: This makes you say that.
1: My buddy Kippa, I could throw him further than I could trust him. And let me tell you, I trust that man pretty well. And yet, day to day, he makes me look like a chump. There's one time somebody tried saying some bad stuff to our buddy Arius and Kippa just, without hesitation, put him down. You know, that, uh, that you'd think that'd be me protecting my friends, but it was him. And then Arius, I mean, what would people think about his race and everything? You know, hobgoblins aren't exactly... People aren't used to just buddying up with them. And,
0: I've never understood that. Once you get used to them, i them enjoyable to spend time
1: with. Yeah. There's one thing I've learned being on boats. Everyone's just a person. You know, can't fault them for the sins of their fathers or anything else. It's just who the man is in front of you. And if the man in front of you is going to help keep the boat sailing, that's a man you trust
0: a good way of looking at things what makes you think you are less than your friends
1: uh, that's a that's a tough question
0: would another round of drinks help
1: i think it would barkeep uh, whiskey
0: keep it coming put it on my tab
1: i guess it's some of their tenacity you know arius has been looking for the guy that killed his son for so long and on that he met me and kippa and I mean, we've already been on so many adventures and it hasn't even been that long. And I mean, the things that he's been through and to keep his composure like he does. And I guess what it really boils down to is I've never really had to worry about losing them. And they have had to worry about losing me. And I'm supposed to be the strong one.
0: <laughs> what do you think it means to be strong?
1: I used to think it meant I could put down whatever was in my way and any challenge that rose to face me. Now I'm starting to see that maybe it's a... Uh, Something a little bit broader than that, and deeper too. I mean, comes down to an arm wrestle, I'd be either one of them, you know? when it comes down to the heart, what they do, and who they are, they're both better than men than me by far.
0: Perhaps you are using the wrong thing to measure yourself. You have a picture of what you should be, but it's not always realistic. Even the strongest person cannot take on a dragon alone. Trust me, I saw them try. 10 gold. They didn't last five minutes.
1: Well, I think you have it right, but I think it's that I wasn't using the right thing to measure myself by, and I think the reason I'm so caught up is I'm starting to use another way of measuring myself, and, well, seems there's room for improvement.
0: If you didn't realize it was, I would consider you much less. <laughs> Everyone has room to approve. Even the gods. They will not admit that, but they do.
1: Tell me about it.
0: You... You mentioned you also met your wife around the time you started serving Thorn, but you sounded rather sad you said it
1: yeah yeah how do I put this um your time I was coming back from coming back from one of my first deployments with the Lords Alliance and there was my uh, my beautiful wife Celeste and she told me that you know she uh, she's pregnant and I was so looking forward to that I got deployed again, by the time I came back, she was gone. I looked for her, the house was locked up, and no one said they saw her leave or anything. It's like she vanished into thin air, and I was lost. I, I, I hit rock bottom at that point, and that's when my ex-captain, Garamot, came to me and told me, you know, he can, he can understand where I'm at and that I, I had family, at least, abo- aboard the Winsome Cutlass. And, well, we went on a different kind of deployment after that. It was, it was a few years, and it was a bloody one. We were protecting a trade route from various pirates and the like, and sounds silly now, considering I basically am one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess I got sort of a, an iron zeal to me when it came to Torm. And, well, we put down plenty of pirate, and, After that, things kind of took a turn. By the time I made it back to civilization years later, I still felt something calling to me, like Celeste still had to be out there. You know, there was no, no body, no one knew that she had left, no one saw her leave, none of our friends or anything, so I don't know, something tells me she's still out there, but sometimes I think it's a fool's hope.
0: Many people consider hope to be foolish, but it can actually be quite powerful.
1: So I'm starting to understand. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't shake the feeling. If she is still out there.
0: Have you ever tried the tracking spell or anything like that?
1: Actually, it's funny you ask. I did. Uh, we've got this guy on our ship. He's great guy. You know, pretty bad at first, uh, first impressions. But he helped me whip up a compass. I. uh I had a locket with her picture on it. And uh, <clears throat> when we tried to use the spell and, and and the tool, it basically blew up in our faces, almost as if to say, she's not here.
0: Or someone didn't want you knowing where she is.
1: Maybe, I don't know. That stuff's outside my, my understanding. Hell, half the coolest magical things I do are more blessings of Torm than anything.
0: Did you never try it again? Or weren't able to figure it out why it didn't work?
1: Uh, we've been distracted, I guess. And I think partially it helps me to sort of face the fact she might be gone. Replacing my desires with that of my compatriots. My brothers, Arius and Kippa. You know, trying to help Arius find Neth and everything is a good path. And, well, it's honestly helping me get to where I want to be.
0: Do you still have the locket?
1: I don't have it on me. It's elsewhere on the ship. But, I don't know, I, I guess I find myself sometimes, you know, in the quiet moments, wondering not only if she's out there, but if she is, is our kid still with her?
0: How long has it been?
1: I, I don't know when she went missing, but my guess it's been, a, I think, four or five years now since I've seen her.
0: Well, oh, sorry to even imagine what that's like.
1: Yeah, it's hard, though. You know, you don't want to let go of the idea that there is hope, but that hope also keeps you in this sort of perpetual realm of uncertainty.
0: It's a difficult thing, for sure.
1: But yeah. En- enough about that. Um, well, what 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 do you do?
0: Mostly travel, keep an eye on things, but I can learn some of the things our friends have told me about what's going on here have me very intrigued, especially mentions of this neth and what. Your friend Kippa mentioned that he believes something might be pulling the strings and manipulating things behind the scenes.
1: I gotta tell you, it does feel that way sometimes, the way things work out.
0: So you've noticed it too?
1: I can't say I've ever consciously noticed it, but now that you say it out loud, it does kind of seem like there'd have to be some sort of higher something. I don't know, God getting his laughs off on our struggles, or maybe it's Neth himself looking for a challenge.
0: Ever tried asking your god about it?
1: <laughs> let me tell you, Torment isn't exactly the talking type. I've only had a couple of uh, real conversations with him and neither of those times was he uh, willing to face me like a man. Now always hiding up in his little realm and just talking to me through some kind of vision or what have you. What
0: did he tell you regarding these visions?
1: First time, it's more I told him. i just lost my crew not too long after having lost Celeste and I told him I told him basically you're an asshole much more fancy words at the time but you know a moment's passion you don't always remember your words but
0: I've called him worse
1: he basically told me good that I felt that way that he was doing what was best for me that uh, he protected me when I lost the rest of my crew and and I told him that basically I felt like a bunch of bullshit and he told me that this was the path to strength and so i swore to him on that day that it's odd i've never really told anybody this but uh swore to him on that day that oh i'd show him strength i'd come to the heavens themselves and i was gonna lay one right on his face just sock him hard as i could and i'll tell you what that is still my goal
0: but they wouldn't give to see that he so deserves it he's always been a dick a pain yeah. in my ass, he's going to make me regret saying that, but he owes me money, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, and the second time, he basically told me that I'm on the right path, and things are going well, and it's my first lesson. As if he gives a damn, as if he's pulling the strings and this is what he wanted. If you can't tell, I'm a little at odds with Torm right now.
0: I noticed it's, that's fair, though, that we never got along.
1: You seem to know a bit about the gods, Israel. Am I saying that right?
0: Yeah, close enough.
1: Sorry, I know my name's a little uh, particular, but I'm not used to some of these people's names.
0: You do travel with a wide variety here, and there's some interesting naming conventions in some of these cultures. Closer than most, though.
1: Yeah, like how our captain spells his name. You'd think it'd be F A L C O N, but no.
0: How does he spell it? I'm f- curious.
1: You know, I feel like it's changed a couple times, but I'm fairly certain it's F A L apostrophe K J U N. I knew
0: that sounded familiar.
1: Yeah, good old Falcon. He's
0: still missing.
1: As far as I'm aware, no one's told me anything.
0: That's unfortunate.
1: See, that's a man. That was a man with strength. Because when the chips got down, he did what he had to do
0: but he also wasn't trying to take on the world alone.
1: I always felt like he was, but I guess you're right. He always has his crew.
0: People that he counts on to make sure the job gets done. It's, many people think strength is the ability as you, as you do, which is it's fair, but they think strength is the ability to take on anything alone. When oftentimes strength comes down to knowing when you need help and not being afraid to ask
1: yeah, that's definitely something I've learned during my travels on the sea monster.
0: There's a reason that you were not the only person in the world. Because no one can do everything by themselves. Like even yeah. the gods need help for the gods. So they will never admit it. Ever.
1: You got that right. Hell, I feel like Torm spent a week in my shoes. He'd change his whole rap.
0: Probably would. He's used to being in God though, so there's a little perspective lost a lot when they decided to stop walking among their people. Yeah. That was also causing issues, so.
1: Well, I'm just excited to see what comes next. You know, did you know, like, some places there's islands in the sky and cities underwater and all kinds of crazy stuff? I mean, I've seen a couple of things on the ocean, sure, but cities in the sky? That was a new one for me.
0: Fate does tend to take you to very strange places sometimes.
1: And I feel like they're only going to get stranger yet.
0: It'll always be where you need to be.
1: Exactly. Like right here. Enjoying a nice little glass of whiskey and having a good conversation with a new friend.
0: It's always nice to meet new people. It's been a while since I've spoken to anyone on this ship. What have I missed? Last I heard was when Captain Falcon disappeared.
1: Well, I mean, a lot's happened. Can't cover all of it but we uh we woke up the girl um we uh sailed somewhere dove down and went on a pretty wild adventure looking for one of the generals and well kind of now we're here but uh that underwater one's gonna gonna have to be a story for another time i'm still processing everything that happened there
0: i can imagine underwater cities are fairly confusing You mentioned you woke up the girl, though. Was she able to tell you anything?
1: She knew some things, but she almost seemed as confused as we were. She didn't even know what a telescope was. Could you imagine not knowing what a telescope is?
0: Depending on how long she was trapped in there? That does make sense. That's
1: the other thing that I've been having a hard time with. Kippa says he was in the Feywild for centuries, and who knows how long Prism was in that spyglass. Um, you know? Some of these people have been around for a long time. Hell, our old buddy Icarus, who, I mean, rest his soul, I don't even know where he's at, but he says that he thinks he was part of Atlantis, which apparently has been gone for forever. So, you know, some people, I guess, just don't care about time. Here I am, nice and old.
0: Isra's just smirking as you say this.
1: (laughs) Here I am, starting to get on and some of my later stages of life and I mean I'm, I'm no areas my needs still work fine but you know it's crazy to think some of these people have been around so long.
0: Most of the time it's magic especially with being in the Feywild time definitely does not work the same way there. Is, is he any closer to finding his way back home?
1: <sighs> I'm not even sure if that's where he's headed. Part of me thinks he's planning on maybe trying to bring everyone back. He's a weird one.
0: Maybe he wants to do that so he does so he can have his old family and have his new family as well
1: well i wouldn't mind meeting some of the people kippa associates with they're half as uh right as he is i'm sure we could have some laughs
0: i've been trying to get to meet them myself but it's difficult getting the timing right with time traveling in the fair wild
1: yeah apparently i mean he was just telling us the story the other day time is more of a location there you know, there's places that are always in sunset, or dark, or daytime, or sunrise, and so... It
0: definitely takes getting used to.
1: Look, I, I've, I've always been a simple man. That's, for me, I prefer things to just kind of move along as they do, you know? Sunrise, midday, sunset.
0: I prefer that as well. The Feywild can be nice sometimes.
1: So, I need your advice.
0: Sure. What about? I want to pull
1: a prank on Kippa, but he's a lot better at this than I am.
0: Do you have any ideas of what kind of prank?
1: Well, one time when I was sleeping, he wrote on my head, Weanheart instead of Siegheart. So I was thinking of doing something worse.
0: That'll be tricky, especially with one who spent as much time at the Feywild as Erolon has.
1: Oh, you call him that too? I've only heard a couple people call him by that name.
0: I have a knack for noticing
1: things. I don't know. I was thinking, maybe, you know prop a little bucket of water or something right above his little hammock and then uh when he gets up it'll spill on him what do you think
0: Uh, it's a good one but you have to find a way to prop it up without him noticing you're doing so
1: yeah it's kind of hard you know i'm kind of a clunky guy with all this armor
0: yes you don't strike me as someone who can be particularly sneaky
1: yeah it's not exactly easy being subtle when you carry a giant anchor on your back and sort of declare to everybody that you're going to beat them.
0: It's true. I was actually, I was wondering why the anchor?
1: Oh, uh, remember that crew I was telling you about? Captain yes. Garment and the rest of the Cutlass? Uh, well, they kind of, uh, ended up marooning me on an island over a sort of disagreement. But they tied me to this anchor and, well, they left me for dead. That's kind of when I had my spat with Torm and I guess in my rage, I broke out of my binds, and I lifted up the anchor, held it out at him, and, well, from that point on, I realized that anchor felt right for me. It is pretty dang heavy, but for some reason, it seems easy for me to lift and wield, and, well, yeah, it just kind of became, sort of became a symbol for me, you know, all all the struggles of the past that weigh me down are what I used to fight my way forward, if you will
0: makes sense. but so My question is are they weighing you down or are they holding you back?
1: You no, know, I'm not sure. I mean in one way they give me goals. I know I want to use this anchor to get my way to Torn. I know I want to use it to get back to Garment and uh, see if I can't do something about what they did to me if I'm ever strong enough. I don't know. I like to think it keeps me grounded. I know that sounds silly but you know. It's as romantic as I can get.
0: I imagine with how long it's been since you've seen your life.
1: Secret just, like, gives you a look. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But, I don't know. I'm a big guy. Big weapon just makes sense.
0: Also, most people don't expect going into a fight to get hit in the face with an anchor.
1: Oh, i tell you what. It will do some damage. Like, I was fighting this, uh... It's kind of like a tree octopus. And, uh... Man, you swing it right, and you can kind of part anything. How many
0: of those did you kill?
1: Me personally? I think I only got one, but we, we put down a good few of them. Good handful.
0: I know, those a too. Yeah,
1: we were on some weird little island. Lots of little beaver people, and actually all kinds of animal people. There was this dog guy that didn't want to give me armor. You know, because they, they, they didn't use money there. They were all about bartering, so I tried to, like... Hype up the armor, but it was falling apart. Eh, it kind of makes sense he didn't give it to me, actually. I felt like it was a good deal, you know? He had new armor he wanted to get rid of. I had old armor I wanted to get rid of. You know, but not everyone's all amenable. Sorry, I'm trying a new shtick. Trying to use bigger words.
0: I find some people who use bigger words to hide things. Other people just use bigger words to make themselves sound smarter.
1: Oh. You know, my shtick used to sort of be like, I'm strong, I'm going to hit you. And it's not really been working out lately, so maybe maybe I'll be the big word guy. I'm I'm not really sure. I'm sort of in this transient state right now, trying to, well, I guess trying to figure out who I am. You know, I thought I knew, but things have sort of changed.
0: Maybe you're more than just one thing. There's more to you than just being the strong one that hits people with an anchor.
1: Yeah, those things would be... I'm also Kippa, and I'm also Arius. Yeah, I like that.
0: Don't let the world make you think you will have to be just one thing. You can be more. And hopefully one day you will be the one who punches Torm in the face.
1: I'll drink to that.
0: I can do anything to help with that. Trust me, I will.
1: Hey, hey. If you can, and there's a way and a time, I'll look forward to the aid. Well, it's been nice chatting with you. Cheers to punching gods in the face.
0: Cheers to getting my money back.
1: (laughs) And Sieghart takes a nice, big, healthy uh, gulp of the whiskey, finishing it off.
0: And when he puts it down, there's no one there.
1: Yeah, as he's putting it down, he's like, well, and he's like getting out of his bar stool and like goes to pat you on the back. And he's like, oh, what a funny little lady, huh? (laughs)
0: Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toyber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. Welcome, travelers.
1: Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of...
0: Uh, Earl, why don't you tell them about that time I stole that big-ass melon?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more Or you epics. could tell them about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him. Do I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey, everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A from Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. Thank you.